All right, so here we are again, bringing us in. All right. It's uh, Beer and Bible, guys. I'm Chris, uh, your resident high-functioning, super high-functioning alcoholic and official Bible reader. And I'm Neil, and I'm our lead questioner, research monkey, nerd, Encyclopedia Biblitanica. All of all of it. So. The, the one slash the only person that does any work for the, this podcast. I get I, the drinking beer thing, but I don't think that qualifies as work. Uh, your liver works overtime for this. <laughs> we thank you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, speaking of which, what are you drinking tonight? I'm still in that shoots, man. We're still on Jesus, and I'm still in that fruity, hazy... Uh, fresh haze IPA, and it's six point five percent, which is acceptable. I like that. It, except, like, what's your cutoff? Well, no, there's no cutoff. There's just like so, like your standard like light beer, Coors Light, things like that. Which mm-hmm. I I'm not trashing it. Like, if that's what you like, fuck yeah, keep on it. But like, it's like four and a half percent. So okay. this is six and a half. You get into like wine and stuff. Mm-hmm. That'll be in like your ten to fourteen percent. And then liquor, you know, is a whole different category of like, you know, you've got like 40, 50 proof, all that stuff. So, so as far as beers go, this is like kind of in the middle because you get into like some heavier stuff, like some ports or like um, double IPAs and stuff. You'll get into the eight, nine percent range. This is like, I'm learning. This is great. So it's like how much alcohol is in like the liquid in this drink? Right on. So it's good. It's a, it's pretty. It's a good middle of the road beer. It's got a good solid kick to it. I think it's got I, a good taste. We know. I think I think we've talked about this before. If, they, if I were to ever drink, which again we got that problem with the hyper allergy thing to brewer's <laughs> yeast, it might be worth it one day. But uh, like I would, I would sit there probably with like an eyedropper or something, and like I'd be the guy that would know exactly how much I'm like drinking, analyzing, analyzing, your beer. and I would. Oh, there's an episode of Sherlock, the BBC Sherlock, where he's measured everything out. That would be me. <laughs> like, how can I get a buzz and stay at the buzz, but never go over, never go under? Like, I'd be like. So it sounds like I need you to drink with me, because then I could moderate better. I would moderate you. I would be your monkey. I would be your experiment. Yeah. <laughs> like, a hundred and fifty something pound male. I don't know. Like, I don't what know is this, Neil? It'll be fine. Just It'll trust fine. me. I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. You see this fucking movie? Yeah. What is the? What is this? It's myself. Oh, uh, what is this? Well, it's a sensory deprivation tank, and this is called DMT. Anyways, get in there. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is this? As I'm swallowing it. <laughs> what did I just say? And all right, hey. So we are talking about Jesus, and um. In the story, we're going to go from baby Jesus to man Jesus, like, really quick. So there's a huge shift there, and Luke actually mentions um, that Jesus is 12 years old and talks about him being in the temple. Um, I don't have time to go into that. Here's what I want to say really quickly, okay? Luke is writing a biography from a Greek perspective. And in Greek biographies... Because it jumps. There's no middle Jesus in there anywhere. There's no teenage Jesus. No. Um, There are some, some other... Gospels and writings, which uh, are written later, uh, more questionable as far as their sources. Uh, we could do a, a tangent night one night on that and talk about it. But for right now, we're, we're just going to mention these things. Um, there is, uh, so Jesus goes from baby to age 12. This is in Luke's gospel, baby, 12, man. Ah. In Matthew, we just go baby, toddler, man, Jesus. Now, the <laughs> man, Jesus. instead of... Uh, <laughs> To be my Halloween costume, man, Jesus, man, Jesus has guns and like 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. camo like his sash is camo. <laughs> it's instead of a instead of holding a lamb, he holds like a honey badger. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone draw that for us, please? Yes, do it. Somebody we will pay you in love and, and spiritual enlightening. Yes. <laughs> so. uh once again, or why, fuck it, we'll send you a beer. Yeah, I'll send you whatever I'm, a couple of my favorite beers. Somebody draw this. If Man, you're over Jesus. 21, you don't yeah. have to submit a license, but you have to sign something so I don't go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't so, know what it's gonna be. Just be like, I am 21. Here's a picture. Yeah, and that's good. Enough. I agree. <laughs> like this was their consent right this here. The honey badger was their fucking consent. Do you see this picture of Jesus? What Al- would man to, Jesus alcohol do? and tobacco and firearms bureau? Do you see this? <laughs> you can't arrest me. This is fucking Jesus. All right. Uh, so going back to uh, not man Jesus, but 12 year old Jesus. Why <laughs> in the world would we? Uh, so instead of thinking about what's missing those 18 years, let's focus on what's actually there. In Greco-Roman biographies, you usually mention a coming of age story. Oh. So you have uh, you have um, what's his name? Alexander the Great. He tames a wild stallion that no one else could tame. So you have stories like that that are going to show up right when they're about 12 years old to give you the idea of like this coming of age. And what that does is it's almost like the topic sentence uh, or the opening paragraph to let you know um, what the rest of the story is going to yeah, be like. like so you got to watch this guy. Yeah. yeah so guys on this one. So uh, whatever said in Luke's story lets you know what the rest of, of Luke's biography of Jesus is going to be like. The boy, the, the coming of age story, defines the man through the rest of it. Matthew is not Greco-Roman, so we're not going to get into that. We go into man Jesus, but uh, we'll, we'll man get, Jesus. We we'll get to man Jesus in a little bit. We're not going to actually be talking about much about Jesus tonight. We're going to be talking about his cousin John. Ah, but let's let me talk about what's missing here, so you can <laughs> kind of get some ideas. So when it when it comes to Joseph raising Jesus, uh, that's Jesus' stepdad. Uh, the things he must do for his kid is he's got to circumcise the kid, maybe not himself. Whoa! But like, make sure the kid's circumcised. You're not my real dad. Get your penis over yeah, here and he, let me cut uh, it. He has to. Uh, Worst he, sitcom ever. Yeah. Jesus, the sitcom. Just put it back on the table. Put it back on. The now, table. fuck you, dad. Get that knife away from me. Oh, you can't the speak knife. To me like okay. That. <laughs> I, like, put it on the table. I was like, wait, is that like holding in place? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, circumcise the kid on the eighth day. Um, they're going to pay the redemption price if the kid's the firstborn, which was a required, like, X amount of money for your firstborn kid. Then the next kid, like the middle child, nobody cares about them, so you don't have to pay. Like, God's oh, like, gotcha, gotcha. God doesn't even care about the middle kids. You don't have to pay the redemption price. We'll tell my brother and sister. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm right there with them. All right, <laughs> so then uh, you, you're to teach them the Torah, like, raise them up and, like, teach them your Bible Carry them to church, force them to go to church. Indoctrinate them. Indoctrinate. <laughs> You're supposed to indoctrinate them. Um, you were supposed to... My parents checked that one off. Yep. <laughs> Didn't work, but... I mean, I guess it kind of did. I, I don't know. Fucking... Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> uh, you know more of the Bible stories? Like, you know the, the like kids' stories, and I don't know any of them. Like, I had to learn them in college. Yeah, but you know the good shit. I, I got the nerd stuff, so... Anyway, after indoctrination... One, in, yeah. After indoctrination, you're supposed to marry them off. Um, because that, that fulfills the, the command. What you got? Something? Cut them, indoctrinate them, marry them off. Yeah. <laughs> Get them, punt them out of the house. Okay. Well, look, maybe we should mention the other one. Teach them the trade before marrying. Oh, them. that's see, there you go. You so, just glossed over that. Yeah. One. And, and some people think, so when Jesus was a carpenter and his dad was a carpenter, 
which means that Joseph could have been a migrant worker, which uh, and, like he traveled around, built houses and built stuff, ah. um, which explains why he could get work in Bethlehem or go somewhere else. Because if he was a farmer or agricultural or owned land, yeah, then they'd have to be more like, here's where we are. Yeah, you're stuck. You're and so, so Joseph's a little different. Like he, he's in an agricultural society, but he himself is the one that's helping like these farmers. Yeah. Journeyman. Yes. So he, uh, so this, uh, some people say it's a stonemason, but the Greek could actually, uh, could allude to somebody who works on, um, wooden objects. So it could be things like, uh, fixing, um, plows and things like that. Ah. So he could be like a very useful guy. Anyways, all kinds of fun stories about that. So Joseph <laughs> teaches him a trade, but the one thing that he doesn't do, um, is he doesn't actually get Jesus married off. And, uh, some people would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a big deal because the the first commandment given to humans is be fruitful and multiply. He's like, I'm going to leave this one to your real dad. <laughs> he managed to knock your mom up. <laughs> Just like, huh? What? Never mind. Jesus, go play. Just go play. Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're, you're working the router uh, wrong, Jesus. So there are some other issues like, uh, well, you know, if he wasn't married, did he break Torah because he wasn't being fruitful and multiplying? But then you have other questions like, what if you can't hit, hit, have kids? Like, what if you're sh- shooting blanks? Does that mean you don't? Like, eh, There's all kinds of issues. Uh, Shimon bin Asai, who's under Rabbi Akiva, he actually was never married. But in uh, rabbinic literature, they actually said that he was married to Akiva's daughter. So oh, and that works. And there's all kinds <laughs> of stuff. So there, there's a question about that. Some people have also asked, you know, oh, wouldn't it have been weird to be in, be in your 30s and not be married off? Well, traveling rabbis generally did not get married until their late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have been like, they would have been like, oh, why isn't he married? They're like, of course he's not married. He's doing the traveling rabbi thing, yeah. but he'll be married eventually. What are you, some kind of asshole? Smacks yeah. him on the back of the head. He's yeah. a traveling rabbi. Yeah. Um, and just to remind people, uh, when we talk about Joseph and, and Mary, uh, the time that you would normally marry off a Jewish male is about 20 years old. That's when he was about ready. So J- Jesus is like a decade late, but he's becoming a rabbi like he becomes a traveling sage so it changes okay so there you go a little little his, historical cultural context setting on it up raising things so let's oh, oh raising things raise, yeah we'll raise raising Jesus the son the of god yep <laughs> it's gonna raise a couple times <laughs> nice ah. all right let's kick this off let's get We're this in bible open three it's still so much easier to find when it's always in the same book all right. <clears throat> in those days, John the Baptist. Wait, uh, yeah. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea. Okay. <laughs> so after all that, Jesus, Jesus stuff. We're gonna yeah. So we're gonna talk about throw this. all that over in in the cold, yeah. in the pit. We're talking about something. Different. So John, this John, um, John the Baptizer, the mikvah or mikvah is the uh, Hebrew word for baptism. There you go. It just means uh, baptism, literally, by the way, just means plunge, dip, or immerse. That's all it means. Like, that's it. Um, like it. So they Not were. Not a lot of training for that job. No, no. It's like they go in, bring them back up. If they die, put them yeah. back in. Put them back in. Get them downstream. <laughs> uh, so uh, John is actually mentioned in Josephus, and we're going to quote that a little bit. Um, John is, is John an Essene. So we've talked about the. Pharisees and the Sadducees, and we've talked about like these different groups, political groups yes. of the time. I'm not sure we mentioned in this podcast or not, but I know um, we have different. There are no, there's no separation of church and state in uh, in Palestine at the time. So there's the law, 
Yeah. And then, but there's like two different interpretations of the law. So it'd be almost like Democrat, Republican. Yes. Like of the law. Yes. And there's more than that. Just kind of like there's Green Party and the uh, Constitutional Party and things like that. Yeah. There are other groups, but there are two camps that are mentioned of in history, mostly the Sadducees and the Pharisees. That would be the big ones. Those the are the big, ones. big ones. But then there's also this other group called the Essenes. And they were like your crazy survivalist um, libertarians. <laughs> They like lived up in the mountains and the hills. They also had some people that lived in the cities. Smoked weed. I I don't know if they had it. Like they're <laughs> just mountain people. I think people have asked like, me. Leave about us that. alone. Yeah. Keep your filthy rules to yourself. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's any uh, if the Silk Road had connected because I think if I remember right, weed comes from uh, from the east. Ooh. So maybe when they had the frankincense and myrrh, they brought some uh, weed as well. I don't this know. This is some new stuff. Do with it. With yeah. Do with it while you will. Uh, actually, I, I highly doubt it, but. Somebody else can do some research on that. I have not looked into the, the use of weed in the New Testament. All right, so John the Essene. So why in the world would we think that he was an Essene? Uh, a couple things. He is really big into baptism, and they were as well. They were really into um, ritual immersion. They had all these like, oh, you should wash this and bathe so this. the Pharisees and, like, and Sadducees weren't really into that? Like, they were. Full, like submersion? Uh, the- Pharisees were, but they were not doing it as often as the Essenes. The Essenes were like, we need to do this all the time. So I know washing is kind of a thing. Where yes. Like me and you, like not on the podcast, but like talking about Leviticus, like cleaning things and making things clean is like right. you know, you- washing, submerging. You wash yourself before certain meals or before entering certain things. Right. So if you would you would immerse yourself if you're going to the temple to perform certain uh, rituals. Like fully immerse yourself. Yes. Full, okay. You'd get immersed. You'd go to go of a baptism or a mikvah. And this was uh, based off of Leviticus, as you said. And the Pharisees had a lot of uh, rules as, as far as how often you should do this and when you should do it. And then you had the Sadducees that also understood these things as things that they were supposed to do, but maybe in a different way or, or different application. Hmm. But then the Essenes, you were talking about if you go for before a meal, the Essenes actually viewed where um, this is all out of the Dead Sea Scrolls. You can read it yourself, pick up your own copy today, but don't take my <laughs> word for it. Go to your local library. Excuse me, do you have any of the Dead Learn Sea some Scrolls? Greek. But, or wait, Hebrew. Uh, Hebrew. 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 Yep. Um, and the, uh, they actually viewed their dining hall as uh, as a sacred place. So they would actually they would bathe or, or ritually immerse or clean themselves before going to a meal. Um, and that's more into that and more details and better explanations elsewhere. And that's funny because like in our like area here, I know you're in tangent. Like in our, at least in our area, like baptizing or baptisms are like a one and done thing. Like, yeah, you know, and they're doing it on like a. Sounds like almost a, like a daily basis yeah. for some people, like or depending on what walk of life you're in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very <laughs> regular. Uh, it was part of because of how they viewed things. Like, yeah. This is part of their religious practice, uh, all these requirements for that. Um, the other thing is he lived out in the wilderness. As we said, they, the Essenes were known for having um, their own little places to dwell. Think about the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were found in caves off like around the Sea of was it not Galilee, the Dead, I think the Dead Sea, yeah. They're around that around the corner there, up in the hills. Then there are hills. Uh, there's also this thing where a lot of times the Essenes would adopt kids. So when somebody's um, parents would die and you'd have like an orphan, the Essenes were known for uh, adoption and taking care of the widows and orphans and things like that. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and uh, and so think like, about what are the Sadducees and Pharisees doing during those times? Uh, I don't know how they not would. adopting kids and bringing yeah. them into their caves. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> that sounds way worse. Shut up, Neil. What <laughs> go to your next point? Uh well I would live in a cave that'd be awesome yeah caveman yeah I could totally caveman John who ends up wearing camel skins 
total caveman. <laughs> and he goes on a paleo diet, which we'll talk about in a little bit. You're jumping ahead. All right. So um, John's parents were actually elderly. That was the whole thing is like they were really, really old and they hadn't had kids yet. And like way past like in their 80s, something like that. So they're Sounds in their, like they had a good relationship, though, at least yeah, physically. Yeah, well, and they got physical with each other, and they had uh, they had John. So if they're already old at a time when people die at, like, 30, that's an exaggeration. But, you know, people die early. Mortality isn't, you know, mortality rates up there. Yeah. So they probably didn't live much longer. They probably had John and then not sure how much longer they were around. So then that makes sense that John might have been Might have been an adopted. himself. Yeah. Huh. And... Uh, but, you know, it's kind of surprising. Like, why wasn't he adopted by his family or raised by Mary? Like, you know, all these kind of things because yeah. they're related. But, and then uh, the other thing is, he talks a lot about the eschatological talk, which this is the people that you think when you like see them on the street corner, like, repent, the, you know, all the crazy. Not, ones. Yeah. And, and the Essenes wrote a lot like, of. Don't about make that. eye contact, just keep walking. That's exactly what the Pharisees <laughs> and the Sadducees would have been like. Like, <laughs> all right, the hill people are back down here. Um, their loincloths, they're all hairy. They yeah, okay. hanging out of their mouth. I will say the Essenes did not wear the loincloths and everything else. That was a John thing. John, that was his own fashion. Oh, he scene. did have a loincloth. Well, we don't know. We he wore camel skin, and so uh, or camel hair too. What? That he was ripped. Probably he's like a lot of protein. Like they're like walking down. He's like about to baptize him. He's like flexing, doing like the army thing, and just got his loincloth on. <laughs> now like, I'm just imagining. I, I want to be baptized. Yeah, <laughs> all like, these teenage shut girls. Shut up, James. Sit down. It's my turn. All these teenage girls show up. Like, oh, like ah, hell. Even get... the dudes were lining up at the yeah. river. Yeah, the Sadducees and Pharisees. Talk about John's got them strong hands. Yeah, clean me. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, <laughs> let's continue into verse two, if we can, if you don't mind. Yes. Yeah. No. I I, I don't have a problem with it. Let's do it. Um, this is he, oh, wait, and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. That's it. That's it. All right. So, (laughs) repent um, for the kingdom of heaven is near. We mentioned this before, and baptism was used as ritual immersion. You immerse. This sounds like the guys holding the sign thing. Yes. Like John's down by the river. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. Like, hold on. Let's listen to this guy in the loincloth. Let's hear him out real quick. Yeah. What do you got to say, buddy? Which is funny because mostly on college campuses, people just walk past those guys, but they're like, okay, let's check this out. Because they're not wearing um, camel skin. So he's baptizing them. Uh, this is preparing yourself for something important. Uh, you did it after things like emissions. We talked about, we've talked about that and we'll talk about it further in Leviticus one day. You got to clean up. Um, so uh, there's a lot of talk about that. Uh, people would baptize themselves for, like, if they're a proselyte, the last thing that they would do. Uh, that is like when I say proselyte, that's like a Gentile person, a non-Jewish person converting to Judaism. Um, the men would get circumcised, and then after that, they would get immersed. And that last final immersion was like, you're in. Um, and you'd think, well, why in the world isn't circumcision the biggest of big deals? Like, that would be the one that you'd want to do and be like, that's the point that makes it you Jewish. Yeah. No pun intended there with the point. <laughs> but uh, there is, um, uh, but then women, if they were to convert, then they would not have a final changeover. Like, they did not do female circumcision in Judaism. Hmm. So this immersion was the final, or in many traditions was the final conversion. You are now fully Jewish once you came out of the water. Gotcha. So the, there's now these people that John has talked to are not Gentiles. They are all Jewish people. 
but it is still the same idea. Not like that. that's the same idea, but what I wanted to elicit here and talk about is the idea that baptism can be a sign of repentance and change and moving forward in life differently. Hmm. And it wouldn't be the only time you did it in, in a Jewish mindset, but it would be a symbol and a experience um, to go through and, and move forward with that. We talk about uh, repentance. Um, you know, repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. Um, <laughs> Got hold in the sign. In, in the Greek mindset, repentance happens in your head. Like you, you think one way and you change the way you're thinking about it. You have a paradigm shift. You go, man, I used to think, you know, take a pick a political issue. I used to think gun control was terrible. And now, oh my goodness, why do we not have it? Um, and that would be a, a, a uh, or the other way around, you know, I thought, thought gun control was the best thing ever. And now I'm thinking, now I rethink that. And I think completely, the complete opposite. So it's a Greco Roman mindset, uh, like it's philosophy is repentance happens in your mind where, and the Jewish thought is repentance happens in your feet in what you do. You change the direction that you're heading and you start acting differently. <laughs> So there is a there, there is it's a difference between orthodoxy, uh, the right um, opinion, and orthopraxy, the right practice, mm. and so that happens. So the practice what you preach, then. Yeah, and yeah, in a way, like, but you actually put it into practice. So that's where the repentance and the, the, he's calling them to change. So he's calling acting. everybody out that's yeah. walking close to the river. Yeah, and he's he's asking them change the way you're acting, change the way you're living. Um, kingdom of heaven. Uh, this is actually where. I just see, I just think again, like I keep getting these pictures. It's got hairy guy, camel skin, standing by the edge of the river. He's just watching. Like he's just staring, like this crazy look in his eyes. You are, hey, hey, you need to repent. Yeah. <laughs> like, people are like, just go, go, go. Keep, like shuffling their kids along. Go, go. But, it's crazy John, the SEN. But the thing is, like, is when he's screaming at you and saying repent, he's not actually asking you to change your mind. Like, you should already be believing the Torah. Like yeah. his belief is that you should be following the Jewish law, and he's telling you you need to. S- so stop instead of sucking. a pointing and yelling, he's more like, "Come on down, come on down here. You know where you're <laughs> supposed to be. Come on to me." I like this now. He he sounds like some sort of like because he's like, you know what you're supposed to do. Yeah, come on, get, yeah, get your ass down here. You and, know what's going on. And, We're about to baptize you in the. And, and he might be arguing with people that are uh, that already believe the Pharisee or Sadducee system. And he's trying to push this n- new idea. So this new idea yeah, is totally unquote, clean. I washed the I washed the loincloth downstream. It's yeah, good. We're good. Um, it's spitting the locusts on the bank. So the uh, the kingdom of heaven is not a new concept in Judaism. It's not like Jesus and John were the first ones to create this idea of the kingdom of heaven. It is the idea of God rule, God's rule, or God's reigning, or God's will, like His expectation of how the world should run, mm-hmm. is actually being run in the world. So when David was king and all of Israel was following the law, the Torah, accordingly and doing everything that God wanted the way he wanted it to be done, it's, it's peace and harmony and happiness all happening on earth. It's um, the good king that makes all the right decisions. Uh, it's nothing new. It's, it's the same. So we talked about the idea of Jesus being the, um, the Davidic Messiah or the, the kingly Messiah. So their idea was that this Messiah would show up, become king, and would start ruling and doing everything that God wanted to have happen, happen. Um, it's also the same thing with the prophets. When the prophets went around to Israel and said, stop sucking, they were asking everyone to come back to the kingdom of heaven, like enact these things. Gotcha. It's the utopia. It's, it's, like, it's like God's utopia. The Jewish utopia is what they're expecting. Yeah. 
And so um, you don't need a Davidic king. So it wasn't like a reprimand. It was more like, guys, get your ass over here. What are you doing? Yeah. And so he's trying to tell them, like, this is how you should be living your life. Here is what, here's how God wants you to, like, enact and live your life accordingly. So he's not saying anything, quote, unquote, new. He might be saying something controversial. Because it's that that political issue again. If you went around and telling people like your political opinion is the correct one, um, and you know the we need to get back to what America's really about, and it could be <laughs> it could be either not to do the make great uh, make America great again, yeah, yeah. but whatever it is, whatever your political opinion is, right. most of the time it's like this is what true America Americans think. Yeah, real Americans believe these things, yeah. and that in, in the same way. Um, we're trying to get back to this kingdom of heaven. Hmm. Uh, that that's the the setup for that. Um, mm-hmm. I did mention. Oh, I did want to talk about Josephus. Josephus mentions uh, uh, John the Baptist. He's, he says this is the way he describes him. He was a good man and commanded the Jews to exercise virtue, both as justice toward one another and piety toward God, and so to come to baptism, for baptism would be acceptable to God if they made use of it not in order to expiate some sin, but for purification of the body, provi- uh, provided that the soul was thoroughly purified beforehand by righteousness. And that's in Josephus Antiquities 18, 117. In case you want to look that up. I like it. So we have extra biblical sources, uh, those things outside of the Bible, that point to this guy John the Baptist and what he was like in, in giving a character testament, I guess, to him. Um, verse 3. We are flying through this tonight. <laughs> you guys are like, oh my gosh, how much longer are they going? This is he who was spoken of for the, through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Um, once again, we are trying to, uh, this one actually is prophecy. Like, we so is he, to, Does he already know Jesus is here, or is this just like him still like firing off like he's still Bible stuff? Firing off Bible stuff. Gotcha. But the idea is that there was an expectation um, that there would come someone before Jesus would show up, gotcha. and or this Messiah <laughs> would show up. And this one is actually... So he kind of understands his place, or he's just falling into it. Yeah, yeah, he understands. Like, is he aware? Yes. Like, who, okay. Yeah, he knows like he knows like he is not the Messiah. Uh, he knows he like he, he's the one. He's not just out here like hoping that he's the one, but he's out here like like he's not throwing out generic messages like prepare the way. Like he knows he's like I'm getting. The, I need to get the world ready. Like, yeah, it's me. I'm he, John. I need to get him ready. Even if he doesn't see himself as that, he's the he man. he knows. Yeah, even if he doesn't see himself as quote unquote the only one, yeah. he knows that his role is to do this. Like right. he knows he knows what he's supposed to be doing, even if he doesn't know who he is as the 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 individual. Gotcha. He knows his job. And um, how do I say this? Like, yeah, he knows his job, but he doesn't know his position necessarily. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So he knows exactly. So he doesn't know he's going to be the one, but like, he knows, or he he's he's going to be the one to like be there with Jesus. But he like knows just this is what I'm supposed to be out here doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. And, okay. Cool. And this is one of those times where Matthew's actually dropping something that is predictive. We've talked in the in the past where he's like having he's writing verses these old these prophet sayings. Yeah. To be like, oh, this reminds us back here, and this like connects us back to the 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 um, Tanakh. Mm-hmm. But this time, he's like, this is the thing that the Tanakh said that's talking about this Messiah Jesus. Mm-hmm. So this is actually real prophecy kind of stuff going on here, and uh, and so yeah, it's just 
The imagery here is the Lord coming to Jerusalem by way of the wilderness, but the road needs to be prepared because you got like brush and crap in there. So somebody's got to remove it and get it ready for this king to come in here. Yeah. And uh, it, it highlights personal readiness, like get your crap together because we're about to start this kingdom, like this whole expectation. Yeah. So we need to start getting our crap together and start living so this new Davidic king can show up and we can start like kicking tail. And th- this is probably also thinking about the room, like, Kicking out Rome, by the way. Yeah. There's political and religious connections to all of this. All right. I like it. John's cool. John's like pumping the people up. All right. Let's, trying, at least. let's go four through six. All right. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. So he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, locusts really aren't that bad if they get the right season. Yeah. We did it that one year. They, they're kind of like, they're like Fritos almost. I mean, not free. You have to imagine Fritos in your mind. They're just, their heads like crunch in yeah. your teeth. I think the, the, uh, the chili lime salt was the way to go. Yeah. That was the good one. And then we also dipped them in, I think your wife provided us with some chocolate. And then it was just like crispy MMs. <laughs> so we did chocolate fondue. I wasn't so much a fan of the chocolate, but I liked the yeah. spiciness of the chili lime. Um, all right, so this, uh, we eat bugs here. Yeah, we're trying to be more like John. Don't judge us. You should be more like John. We get completely immersive in our experiences. Uh, we also tried this with honey. The honey that it talks about is probably date syrup. Uh, so it's like super sweet. Yeah. So it's, it's like date syrup. I eat like a date or two and it's like too much. Yeah. Like I could eat a whole chocolate bar before I could eat a couple dates. Yeah. So which now I really want dates now, but <laughs> thanks, Chris. You're so uh, Elijah, I'm sorry, John dressing in camel skin, and everything else. He looks a lot like Elijah, and you can look back and if you want to look at one of the history books of Israel, it's, it's kind of their standard dress. Uh, it's well, like dead camel, scruffy beard. Yeah. Uh, well, it's hanging just, around, particularly this specific Elijah uh, in Second Kings. Um, if you want to check that out, um, his dress and diet would be more like a mountain man, not completely unheard of, like. Again, back to the survivalist thing, like yeah. living up the mountains. Um, locusts were eaten by the poor in that area, usually seasoned with milk and honey. So this is not, not completely out there. Uh, milk. So again, we talk about the whenever you hear the land flowing with milk and honey. Um, was, I just imagine two waterfalls like next yeah. to each other. Like you don't want to swim in the middle. It's like you, it's like a fucking tar pit. You'll get straight to the bottom and, and you stay on the outer rim. <laughs> uh, that milk is probably goat's milk. Oh, goat's milk is so good. And the date and the honey is probably date honey, unless it specifically specifically says uh, bees. So there you go. Nice. Now, like just to help you, whoever's listening to this, like get a little bit more of the uh, culture in there. Um, some people think that he, when it says locusts, he's referring to the carob tree, but that's probably not the case. Like, yeah, he's talking just, about bugs. Yeah, yeah. snatching them straight out of the air and biting mm-hmm. them. Yeah, his belt was probably just a strip of locusts leather. are huge too. The legs are so weird. Yeah. They're, yep. oh. We keep going back to we did again. We're going back to we locusts. Back. We the bodies are good. The legs are weird because they have this little spiny. Th- I think it's, yeah. I think one touched my lip, and that's what got me. I remember that. That, that it's like the little spiky things. Yeah. Um, gotta break those off. So uh, he's living this like simple, self sufficient life, and he, it, this also makes him interesting because they can't really you can't really convince John to do anything. Like he's he's kind of crazy, man. You can't be like. Well, let's pay him off and get him to shut up or anything. Or like, can't really offer him anything because he's like, no, milk and honey, lo- locusts, we're good. <laughs> um, 
There's nothing we can bribe this guy with. He's too pure. Yeah, I, I want to say so he's he's actually like a pretty far distance from Jerusalem at this point as well. So as this people are coming out to see him, he's like 20 miles hike. Dang. Yeah, he's he's so it's a, he's like a, a weekend trip to yeah. go see him. Yeah, so people are hearing about this crazy man. Like, do you hear about the guy down the river? Like, dude, I'm, let's let's go next weekend. Yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah, let's you put your farm down for a little bit. We'll take like, honey, I'm leaving the farm. Yeah. See ya. Hey, what's up, John? Yeah. Y'all need to come repent. No thanks. Good seeing you there. We just want to see if you're here. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Does that think that's all we had to cover in that one, right? Anything oh, yeah. else weird? Yeah, John. Does it mention snakes in that one? Uh, no. I don't remember snakes. Nope, okay. nope, nope. No snakes. Are there right. snakes coming? I think so. Keep going. Snakes. Seven through ten. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, "You brood of vipers! There ah, are. there they are. Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father.'" I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Bam! Oh, yeah, he's letting him have it. He sees him coming, and he's like, y'all, motherfuckers. I've been waiting for So these are our two political groups, like our our Sadducees and our Pharisees. Two political groups. Both of them are coming down here. This is interesting. We're not going to see them for like another 20 chapters. Like they're not gonna. So the, the Pharisees and Sadducees. So John scares them off. Like proper. Well, well they they don't. We're gonna see them, but they don't. Right. We don't. They don't go together. Yeah. Like. Oh, so they're together, right? Yeah. yeah. They're both walking down. Like this dude down by the river. Yeah. We gotta go check this out. So you got some guy who's like off politically. They're clashing. Screaming, all like the time. it's kind of if you just imagine this guy screaming out like, not in Northern Virginia. Like, you know, he's like West Virginia, or a couple states over or something, and then our Congress, like our. Two parties are like, we got to see what this guy's about. Yeah. So they're actually taking trip, taking their time, making effort to go check this out together. Wow. And they're both both parties are like, this guy's saying stuff that, like, he's like the enemy of our enemy. Yeah. Type thing. And but we're not going to see the, these two are not going to pair up together for another twenty chapters yeah. in the story. So and, and I know what happens next time. Yeah. Ba ba ba. Stay tuned. Is that a sound effect. What's the guy called that does sound effects? Foley artist. We can't afford one. We of those. can't. Yeah. Well, that's going to be our first staffed person <laughs> we can afford somebody. All right, so the... Um, it's Reggie Watts sitting over here with the keyboard and his sultry voice. That's who... That's the, We'll reach out to him first. All right, so he is calling them out, and he's like, you guys are messing up. He calls them a brood of vipers. And in uh, in the Mishnah, which is uh, Jewish text written by rabbis, um, in the Mishnah it actually talks about snakes hiding and getting unsuspecting people. It mentions like the main bathroom locations. That's and, pretty like, much what they do. Yeah. So so now what you're talking about, you brood of vipers, like you're catching unsuspecting people. Like he's baptizing all the local yokels. Yeah. And then these people are coming in like, you guys suck. And then he just lays into them a little bit more. When he says raise up, um, he's talking about like raising them up. It could also be like to birth out of them. Like he not just like turn them in, turn stones into people, but like he could birth out of these stones. Like I can make people come out of these rocks. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, in the, there is this, uh, in Isaiah 51, which again is like a old Testament Tanakh story, depending on whether you're Christian or Jewish, uh, it compares Abraham and, uh, could be considered rocks when, uh, when it came to, ha- um, having children. Cause he was like barren himself. Like he could, he, he couldn't have a kid or his wife couldn't have a kid. So let's see right now, like 
this dude like like this freaking like homeless pastor down by the river and like two like mega church guys coming down yeah. and be like, we gotta see what this guy's all about. He's no Yeah. No, this is not for you. Get out of here. Um, is that I mean not to like down I mean not to but that's kind of what like see my mind right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Twisted ass. Been drinking some Deschutes mind. Yeah, it is the <laughs> the situation where you do have um Cause these guys are supposed to be religious leaders too, yes. right? And yep. then you got the guy down by the river that's like you're tricking people. Fuck you. Get out of here. Yeah, he's got no credentials or anything, but he's just laying into it. And people are like, "Have you heard what this guy's saying? He's saying some like good stuff." Like they're listening to him and, and yeah. expecting it. There was an expectation like that with a loincloth like yeah. that though. Course. There was an expectation that the person who would prepare the way for the Messiah or starting things would start teaching people the right way to live, this correct halacha or the right way to do the Torah. So they have different interpretations of the Torah. The expectation is that the person who would come before the Messiah would be teaching this correct interpretation. Ah. All right. So then uh cutting and the like cutting and throwing these into fire, that's all very much like judgment, like God's gonna get you. He's gonna <laughs> God's get you. gonna get you. Jesus is coming for you. All right, let's wrap this up. Eleven through twelve. Yeah, stuck to my finger, not the Bible. Um, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire that sounds fucking brutal yes. that's a metal song right there yes i love like the, the this is that whole like return or burn kind of thing yeah and it's it's so when he's baptizing unquenchable them, fire like you can't put this shit out with a yeah hella drop bucket trucks whatever it's All a wrap right. so, so so you can interpret this different ways um it's the bible we do it all the time. Um, but there is this idea that, okay, so he's he is baptizing them with water in the River Jordan. Um, he's doing that whole spiel. But then there's this, uh, people talk about he will baptize you, this this one coming, with the Holy Spirit, um, which is an idea that exists in Judaism, Ruach HaKodesh, um, which has been, uh, this is the, whole, the, the same spirit that came on Samson and made him strong. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, uh, and then it says, and with fire. So some people have said, "Oh, Holy Spirit and fire are like one and the same, like they're like they're all the same thing." But uh there's another idea that these are it's an either or scenario. Oh. You're either going to get bab- like I'm going to baptize you with water right now, and then you're either going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, whatever that means, uh, blah 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 whatever. <laughs> and then like and like you'll have like this Holy Spirit special blessing or whatever, or you're going to get like baptized with fire at the end of days. And then the reason here's, I think that's a good interpretation. And the reason why is because immediately after that, he tell he goes like at the day of judgment with a winnowing fork, God's going to take you and you're either going to be like wheat and like cool. And like God keeps that wheat or you're going to be the chaff and it's going to burn that up. That's so, good. Yeah. So the fact that it says like, Holy spirit, they, they talked about burning twice. Yeah. Gives me the idea that when he says, you're going to be baptized with the Holy spirit. And with he's gonna do one side with the Holy Spirit, one side with the fire, and then he mentions, like, here's an example: there's gonna be wheat and there's gonna be burned stuff. Ugh. And so that's like that's where I think that he's going, and that's like I try not to push my opinion too much, but I think like that that just seemed to make good uh, like sense. Yeah. And the p- reason people would uh, go the other way and say, well, Holy Spirit and with fire is because the 
and the word and could mean that. Like it could just mean these are one and the same. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't get the this this quote unquote baptism, whatever again, then uh, then you will get at the end of days you're screwed. But uh, the reason they might think those work together is that later on there's a book called Acts, and that's written by Luke, and it's the early church history, the early the beginning of Christianity. Yeah, and it talks about um, the Holy Spirit coming upon people in the form of flames. And we can talk about that whenever we get to Acts. We'll talk about all the interpretations of that. But this is where people are going. Okay, flame, fire, it's all the same. Yeah. So it's it it's kind of crazy. Like I don't. There's always different interpretations. Um, we do know that the the thing that we're walking away from this is what kind of guy John is. Like he is he's intense. Only... Yeah. Yeah. You talk about preparing a way. This dude's gonna like. Apparently set it on fire. Yes. <laughs> but he's like, he's, people are coming out to see him. Like they want to see what in the world this guy's about. They're making the 20 mile trip from Jerusalem. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, different political groups are coming out to see him, see what he's about. So he's, he's starting some shit. He's he, stirring the pot. He is getting kicking everything. the bee's nest or whatever. Getting everything ready to go. And yeah. he's, he's speaking of this. This is the first time I think we've talked about the phrase in Matthew, kingdom of, he- of heaven. This is going to be one of the biggest like most common phrases in this book if you could say what what matthew is about a lot of it is the kingdom of heaven yeah so we'll be talking about that soon the shit storm's coming boys all right thanks for joining (laughs) us hope you had a good time i'll see you next time